0: we know that what we focus on mm-hmm. expands mm-hmm. and if what we're choosing to focus on is everything that's going wrong we are going we are feeding it mm-hmm. and it also makes me feel terrible yeah it's mm-hmm. like an infection it it to, th- yeah. that's the virus that is absolutely that's the virus mm-hmm. do you know and and that's been my guidance for many years now, you know, starting with the lockdowns especially, mm-hmm. which was like, I just kept hearing, keep your eye on the ball. You know, you know that saying, keep your eye on the ball. Mm-hmm. And mine was keep your eye on the ball of light that lives mm-hmm. within your heart
1: hello welcome to lunar living we are two sisters sharing our journey of life and motherhood join us as we explore our spiritual roots tuning in with our bodies and the pulse of nature's intelligence let's get real with it as we laugh cry and grow through this life together
2: we are your co-hosts sarai iree and jordan For tuning into another
1: episode of Lunar Living, yeah. Right now it is we're still in the month of Shavat, um, so still in that that energy of the sap rising in the trees um, and our own sap rising within ourselves—that unseen movement and growth—and we are coming up on the month of Adar. The sign for Adar is Pisces, you know, the fish, and associated with um, with us being the fish and the water being the wisdom of Torah in Jewish mysticism. And um, also, yeah, it's it's a month of joy of actually transmuting like, Negativity into joy and reason mm-hmm. for celebration. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. Has the holiday of Purim and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to that. And yeah, we have a wonderful guest with us <laughs> today the beautiful and magnificent Satya. Satya rays. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, speaking of joy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking of joy, we have Satya, who is, oh my gosh, to even introduce you is like, because you're, you're s- so multifaceted and <laughs> wondrous, and you brought so much light and beauty into my life. But mm. um, So yes, my dear friend, and also an energy artist so please tell us give us a little a little bit about yourself just like a quick blurb for our audience
0: Hmm. (laughs) let's see let me just feel into this wow First of all, I'm so happy to be here, so honored, so grateful, always. And when you brought up, I just love learning from you about Jewish mysticism. Is that the right way mm-hmm. to say it? And I'm always <clears throat> awed and inspired by the the threads that um, that I that it it just threads through life and. And sort of, I'm not Jewish or Christian or anything, but like everything you said, I'm like, yes, yes, Mm. yes, yes. (laughs) And I love that. And I love that. And I love learning. And when you brought up the joy, what came to mind for me was uh, an experience I had recently that um, I was having an experience like saying goodbye to a potential lover and realizing, no, this was not going to work for me. And I was getting ready to share that with him, and I heard this music playing. I was in Venice Beach, which I have fallen completely in love with. It is, speaking of mystical, magical, (laughs) like weird, wonderful place, uh, no one would have told me I would have fallen in love with (laughs) Venice. And um, so we were at a coffee shop, and outside I heard my dad's song playing. My dad crossed over, I don't even know, like 12 years ago or something like that. And every time I hear the song, I know my dad's present. So he's like, they're like, yeah, you got this. You know, you're like mm-hmm. more of you is, is remembering and coming on. So outside while, while the, the guy was inside ordering coffee, I was outside dancing and like smiling. And, <laughs> you know, and this old man came along and started dancing with me. Wow. And I felt like it was my dad. You know, he was like, my dad was like sending him over to dance with me. And basically what I had was this awareness again, because we get the awarenesses over and over and over, that the joy is in me. It's my joy. It didn't, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter whether I have this man or any man or any person playing in it with me. It's mine.
3: Mm. And
0: I get to share it and I get to dance in it and I get to experience it and all the magic and miracles that are my life, honestly. Um, and so that was, that's what came forward for me. And like, right, it is a lot more fun to play with others in joy. Mm. I, I need that connection. Like that fuels me and it's mm. just like, I just want to play. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't need it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I think that's just, it's just a great reminder always. And of course, I've been on this path for a long time. And by this path, I mean my life. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I feel really grateful to be in a space at this point of where I feel really, really embodied and integrated with all that I've been learning and teaching Mm -hmm. um, all of these years. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, that's, Oh my gosh. I just, I learn from you so much all the time. (laughs) And just like you sharing your experience Mm -hmm. is like every single time I'm learning. I mean, you know, from any experience when you speak to anyone, but it's like, I feel like every time I hang out with you, it's just massive growth and breakthroughs and
0: aha (laughs) moments are always happening. And I love that so much. And I love that you share that with me. It's like, at this point, I don't feel like I need the validation from outside of myself that I'm on purpose, but it's a gift. Every time mm-hmm. it's a gift and I feel honored and it just like fills my cup and, it, and it, it kind of like, I don't know, it's it's like a little bit of juice that like keeps me going, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's really like that I inspire you and you share it inspires mm-hmm. me
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. right yay yeah. good well I love f- helping fill your cup so <laughs> and I think that I inspire you so much because you see yourself in me
1: oh absolutely yeah. I mean I feel like we have this kindred spirit thing always from like where you know Sati and I are like <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> when, when we met yes. Yeah. <laughs> you always say like it was love at first sight it totally was yeah. it totally was we, you know we met through um me doing my artwork and you were that piece of you know- art right there that you guys can't see but I'm looking at it,
0: I was like wow full circle mm-hmm and then I met was, Sarai really that way, too, because then, Sarai, yeah. you came in and put your artwork up there. Yes. And, you know, speaking of artists, right, there's all these ways um, of, I mean, life is art. Our life mm-hmm. is art. And that's not just a saying. Like, what's happened, one of the things that's happening for me lately is I'm realizing all these sort of, like, sayings, I'm starting to, like, go, oh, that's <laughs> what that means. <laughs> yes. For instance... It was just yesterday. um, I just moved out of a space. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. But I suddenly realized what the world is your oyster meant. What does it mean? I'm the pearl. (laughs) My life's the pearl. All my experiences are the pearl. Wow. Inside the oyster the oyster is the experience of this planet Mm -hmm. this time this human experience as a spark of light and it's like the spark of light that i am that you are that you are that we all are is 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 like is the pearl Mm -hmm. creates the pearl wow and i was like wow (laughs) i never
2: (laughs) never thought of that (laughs) I do just want to say before we get more into it to our audience, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that um, you can stay tuned with every episode and also help us,
0: you know, grow in this journey. Yes, yes. Sharing is caring. (laughs) It's a a gift, truly, when you subscribe. And then, you know, all of this juice and this magic and this Mm -hmm. wonderful, you know, inspiration that you give can can spread further and mm-hmm. further so a vote thank you for subscribing to them. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: so I have always known you as like a healer mm-hmm. as an energetic healer I know you have that with like beauty mm-hmm. which is just so amazing and like poetic because it's not just a physical thing. And you've brought that into the world and shared that gift as well. And, um, also you do energetic healings, right? You're certified Reiki practitioner.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so many thoughts coming to me. Um, (laughs) I did start with, with Reiki. I call it the the gateway drug (laughs) (laughs) to energy healing. I do feel like for lack of a better way of expressing it, I feel like my particular gifts around as an energetic artist have evolved sort of beyond that. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And,
0: um, because I mean, the reality is we don't need the incense. Mm -hmm. The reality is we don't need the bells. We don't need the symbols, Mm -hmm. but, and Mm. Reiki 25 years ago, I started was my, my, the threshold the the bridge for me to cross to start understanding energy in a different way Mm. and I really was brought to it because I started doing facials and I put my hands on people and they were like what the hell is that what just happened my Mm. headache (laughs) went away so it was before Reiki wow do you know and I think that's really important and so I don't even like to call myself a healer anymore it's been Mm. it's been a challenge for a few years I want to call myself that's why i say i'm an energy artist because really as a healer i all i'm i'm really doing is helping you remember who you are and that you are the healer Mm. right and that we have it all within us um and i remember this time when you were when you were saying that i thought of this i remember exactly where i was and i had decided I'm not going to do the beauty stuff anymore. I'm not going to do the facial stuff anymore. I, it, was, it was like some spiritual arrogance. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I was at a USM spiritual psychology program. And I was like, it's all about energy and spirituality and God. And, you know, mm-hmm. which is true. <laughs> and... All of us have our different ways on how we reach people and how we give the information. And I remember I was walking through a parking lot and I was really feeling arrogant, honestly. <laughs> and and it was it was like spirit like stopped in front of me and was like, hang on a second. You sure do like being beautiful. And I was like, Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> and we are in these physical bodies. And beauty is an expression of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that means no matter really what you look like, right? Some of us are classically more beautiful than others, right? If we look at society and what society says, oh my gosh. And so it was at that time that I really, really married the two and became Satya Skin and Spirit. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And because really the outside, what we're doing with the outside, what I'm doing with the outside is helping it to reflect the light and the beauty and the radiance that you are naturally from the inside mm-hmm. and then choosing products and choosing you know ingredients or or even just self-care beyond a facial mm-hmm. that honors that honors our journey as a human being and and it was really arrogant to 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 just be like oh that the beauty doesn't matter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it does mm, it's all about beauty it's it's all about beauty you know look at the flower mm-hmm. look at any anything in nature at all and mm-hmm. even the flower in all of
2: its states like you you know its whole life progression from Absolutely.
0: like the blossom and you know then it's the seed the, the seed yes. it's not we wouldn't we don't always look at a seed and be like oh that's so beautiful <laughs> but in reality yes. it is or like a leaf in its stages I saw I would did tea ceremony the other day and there was a leaf and on the the edges it was dead but in the inside it was still bright red and I was just like
2: oh my god that's so beautiful
3: yeah. you
0: know the beautiful mess I mean yeah. that's that's my life It's Mm -hmm. all of our lives. (laughs) It's this world. Uh, (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's so true. And I I keep having this like reoccurring um, remembering that is like a a newer remembering for me that um, just living this physical earthly life and doing the like mundane yes. things and going through the motions of life that that is spirituality. Yes. Mm. <laughs> that that <laughs> is, you know, that's, that's more than anything being else spiritual. Like yeah. we are spiritual beings having a physical experience and the physical is a manifestation of spirit and it's spirit made dense right like mm. light mm-hmm. made dense is
0: what we are mm-hmm. mm. yes absolutely yeah so. we we are that's why i say we're spark of the infinite having a human experience so everyone has a different idea definition of what the spark of the infinite means mm-hmm. and over my years I've, I've i've it's evolved into how i speak about it because i want everyone to feel loved in my presence no matter what religion no matter if you have any sense of spirituality at all or any sort of spiritual practice the reality is I don't have that many like practices over the years people have been like well what do you do I mean I've done so many things and I do sit for tea ceremony and I love it so much but a lot of times I'm like oh that's a great post and I'm doing that I'm not sitting in quiet Mm-hmm. But that's not slowing down my remembrance. Mm-hmm. That's not slowing down my growth, right You know, I'm still a spark of the infinite having a human experience. Mm-hmm. It's another way to put it is, you know, how is God expressing through me right now? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. The infinite, all that is nature, God universe, source, whatever it is, is expressing. It's having an experience on this planet in human form right now through me. And that's a fucking honor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a huge honor.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Felt that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing.
2: Mm, I'm feeling that actually a lot today. And what you had just said brought me a lot of peace because I'm honestly feeling a little bit like off little mm-hmm. out of sorts and I was just like oh that's beautiful like not only is it okay but it's beautiful and mm-hmm. let that wash over me and like it's okay to not feel like I'm super sharp right now or on my top a game right now or super connected even right now because yeah. I'm experiencing what it is to experience this mm-hmm. absolutely 100% that is literally what it's about I'm I, like <laughs> it's okay that my throat chakra is feeling a little blocked yes. I don't need to feel like I have to hurry to remedy that I can just be experiencing that and that's okay
1: mm-hmm. yeah I've for sure been experiencing that same type of thing a lot a lot and just really like you know doing the work of just being just Mm -hmm. allowing myself to just be present and like with these like babies and just being you know I, I keep having this like I need to do this and I need to be I need to. I should. You told me this before. Stop shitting
0: on me.
3: Stop yeah. shitting on yourself.
1: Stop shitting on yourself. That's <laughs> ah. so like, oh, that's a big one. That's a biggie
0: for me. Well, that's the spiritual practice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to call it that. And, and it really is. We mentioned this earlier. One of you said this. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but what's been really, really coming through strongly since I was in Mexico. I, um, cause I was having some moments of like, Oh my God, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? And I was mm. like, Ugh. I was like clawing at my skin, you know? <laughs> and I, and I knew intellectually that I didn't need to be in that place. Right. But it was like, I had to go through the motions and move my body. And I see that you do that. You really move your body mm. when, when you're feeling a little stuck. And so I'm doing that. And, and what came through so clearly was here and now, here and now, here and now, here and now. Here and now. That's it. Mm-hmm. Be here with me now. Be here with me now. This moment here. This is the magic. This is the beauty. This is God. This is the practice. There's no work to be done Mm -hmm. there's nothing to prove there's nothing to improve it's all play Mm. it's all play and there is the most incredible liberation in that space and honestly if if my words if my presence can shift that even a little bit for people (sighs) Mm. you know because I feel like sort of the mother to all you know I'd really Mm -hmm. have a lot of divine mother energy and that's how do I want to say this I embody divine mother energy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I feel like kind of everybody's mother Mm -hmm. and and that's really what I like if 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 others can learn that from my experience and they can get it sooner than I did I'm like yes mm-hmm. just like with my kids if they're I'm like oh my god they're so much further ahead of the game than I was at their age I'm like yes mm-hmm. I mean that's the evolution and that's the peace that we desire for our children but we don't really get it and I learned this the hard way but that's okay Mm-hmm. Is like by like, oh, I got to do this right. I got to do this perfect. Oh my gosh, I fucked them up. I, blah, 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 whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, do you know? And and the reality is like I have liberation by knowing and fully trusting that they are on their own path. Mm. And as I continue to grow and know myself as a spark of the infinite, having a human experience, I'm reflecting that to them and trusting that they're having it a little bit easier, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel
1: it's amazing, too, to watch. Even even with Zeke being two and knowing, like, I'm giving him tools that would have been helpful to me when I was two. You, <laughs> you know? know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. He, oh. he, like, we we take deep breaths. And, like, you know, my mom didn't have that tool right when I was a baby like she didn't you know Mm -hmm. yeah I'm have been spending all this time like cultivating a yoga practice and learning about breath work and things like that and it's you know so funny like you have to learn to do what literally we all do every day to keep ourselves alive but I had to learn to take deep breaths i my i spent my whole life like taking these little tiny shallow breaths and like with anxiety and tension in my body and zeke (laughs) zeke actually it's so poetic (laughs) too because like just that i'm bringing this up right now and that this memory is the one that just came to my mind because we were on facetime with my mom the other day and he told her Nana, take a deep breath. Oh I mean she was just hanging out. She was like laughing like she she didn't like need to take a deep breath or whatever. But he was like, Nana, take a deep breath. (laughs) Passing it back and then she's like, Okay and she like took three deep breaths and he was like <laughs> I was like, good job. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so
0: cute. He That's also so may have cute. known something that uh, she Picked or you on. didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> true. They true. pick up on
2: energy for sure. Oh, like My, my son will say things to me like like that when I'm just holding my energy in a certain way. And I'm like, oh wow. Like, mm-hmm, Thanks mm-hmm. for the
0: reminder, buddy.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're closer to that. They're new. Yeah. You know, their mm-hmm. souls and spirits are yeah less... Uh, like in in this world, you
0: know, yeah, and they haven't been messed up as much I so have. Have. <laughs> yeah. um so my my girls, as you guys know, are eighteen and twenty one, and you know they had lots of challenges with coming from a divorced family. And so many times I thought, and it was it was hard. I had a hard time, and i've 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 healed so many things since then. Um, but I remember, th- I feel like, well, it was when my, when my, uh, maybe a couple of years after my dad passed and I really thought they're not getting any of it. They're not getting any of these communication skills I've been emulating or teaching or, you know, all of these things. They're not, but you know, what, whatever, I can only do what I can do. But I remember starting to grieve over my dad. I think I saw a picture of him come up. And so she, this this is my oldest one. She had to have been a teenager. I don't remember. And I started just crying, you know, just, just grief crying, you know, like that primal guttural. Mm. And she came over to me, which is kind of surprising for this particular child. I love you if you're seeing this. <laughs> and she just sat in front of me and went, started doing this. and encouraging me and I was like
2: I
3: started (laughs)
0: crying even more because now I'm like oh my gosh beauty oh my gosh yes and thank you and also she did pick up things she did Mm -hmm. get things you Mm -hmm. know and she's her own person and I love her uh, as she is she's on her own path but I think it's really important just speaking right now because with, of the mothering journey, I have a couple of friends and we remind each other of this all the time is everything that we do is like a golden thread in the tapestry of their life.
3: Mm-hmm. For
0: you, having little ones right now, it's it's easy, right? Because it's like easier in mm-hmm. certain ways because you like do something or you show something and then you see that like oh he's telling people to breathe now yeah. you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> but then you know like mine especially having girls they get to like this certain phase when it was really really freaking hard mm. and I'm like getting any of this are they going to be okay mm-hmm. and the reality is those golden threads are in there and they have to go through their own experience mm-hmm. they have to and they have to break away from mom that's what that's their job mm-hmm. and now as as adults I see it mm. I see it or I would see how they would be with their friends and I'm like oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's so beautiful you know mm-hmm. and so now thank god and myself and my resilience for being here you know i get to be in this space of really seeing that you know the the fruits really the fruits of of my devotion and my labor um especially raising my kids differently than than the average mother Mm -hmm. as you two are as well Mm -hmm. average mother meaning society how mm-hmm. society says to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, I have to just like give a little shout out to society. I don't know if it's just because I'm in like an echo chamber on social media or what, but it really seems like there's just a lot of like awakening. Yes. You for know, sure. and mm-hmm. like so many people who are like parenting from like a really like a more connected place. So, and you know, I, I'm constantly seeing like advice and like, I feel like psychology is like catching up to
0: spirituality
1: (laughs) a little bit, Mm. you know, yeah
0: like maybe an integration.
1: Yeah. I'm, I definitely feel like there's a lot, a lot of integration going on and that's, I mean, that's the whole idea of like the golden age, right. Or like, you know, um, whatever tradition you follow there is like this this concept that this time is going to come where there's an integration it's Mm -hmm. happening Uh, and it's definitely happening yeah Yeah.
0: and there might be a little bit a little bit of an echo chamber as well right when we think (laughs) of the algorithms and all Mm -hmm. of that to be to be honest and for me personally, I think that that might be okay because I think it is, for if sure. if we if we know I'm not mm-hmm. if we know that what we focus on mm-hmm. expands, mm-hmm. and if what we're choosing to focus on is everything that's going wrong, we are going we are feeding it, mm-hmm. and it also makes me feel terrible yeah it's like mm-hmm. an infection it it to, th- yeah. that's the virus that is absolutely. that's the virus mm-hmm. do you know and and that's been my guidance for many years now you know starting with the lockdowns especially which mm-hmm. was like I just kept hearing keep your eye on the ball you know you know that saying keep your eye on the ball man mm-hmm. mine mm-hmm. was keep your eye on the ball of light that lives mm-hmm. within your heart Mm -hmm. Keep your eye on the ball of light that lives within your heart. And so for the last four years, really my growth has been and my ministry essentially, right, has been about expanding that light out, which is also incredible for the nervous system, because if we're expanding our light... It's like the, like when all the overwhelm comes in all the things come in whether it's what's going on in the world or what's happening with our kids or our marriage or finances or like we could go on and on right mm. so you feel that like now i just go and i and i watch and i feel it expand into my whole body so it's not all in one spot concentrated mm so that ball of light in my heart now expands through my whole body and outward Mm -hmm. you know and then I and I step out I might have just had like a real cry and fear and then I step out my door and I promise you someone is like oh my gosh your energy like your Mm -hmm. light like you I've never met anyone with light like yours you know Mm -hmm. anything like this and it also reminds me it's it's, it's the same thing we keep circling back to. No one, nothing's dulling my light. Mm-hmm. Nothing's dulling your freaking light. Yeah, you know you're still shining. Now, yes, if we're in self judgment or we're making choices that it it doesn't feel as good,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it it's like like a film kind of, and you know like like a marine layer. The sun's mm. still fucking shining, right? I, should I not be saying no, that? No, you're oh, good. No, you're fine. The we sun's good, because I don't know how I would not do it, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. The, um, the sun's still fucking shining. The sun yeah. goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. It is there nourishing us. It's there guiding us. It's, the, it's, it's you know, um, yeah, nourishing, right? on all. There's all these ways that it's mm-hmm. nourishing us. And it's just, there's this little film, and maybe we, we can't really see it, but we know it's there. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so I think that's hugely important.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh! Throughout, like when you talking about that, you know, the keep your eye on the ball and the ball of light and yeah. all of that, I just like breathed into that right now and had like a huge release, like all the way out through my like fingertips. Yes. Just <laughs> you, 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 you. <laughs> Mm, um so good yeah like not even I mean I guess I knew that I was like holding a little bit of tension but it just like breathed into it and like oh my goodness I feel so much better thank you well (laughs) you're welcome
0: Mm -hmm. we were practicing so you're welcome (laughs) um and and you know what I love about that so many things but is how simple it is Mm -hmm. and that's what I mean with like kind of circling back to like the Reiki starting 25 years ago and me now being an energy artist it's like my frequency is at a point and it doesn't I'm in no way saying I'm done at all (laughs) and my frequency is at a point and like where it's it's embodied it's integrated like Mm -hmm. I walk around in it Mm -hmm. do you know right and so it's I may have lost my train of thought a little bit, but it's it's about that simplicity mm-hmm. instead of like, like you said something earlier about working. You know, I'm working to do this. I'm working hard. And, you know, I, I know that place so well. And I feel like that's the other thing that's shifting in the collective big time. Mm-hmm. And for me, again, it started with the lockdowns. Yep. I called it the COVID portal because I was seeing different dimensions. I was like, whoo, I could see like... C- when I say see, for me, I'm, I'm a feeler. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gnosis and, and, and I'm clairsentient. So I feel it and I, and I know it. Every day I sat effortless, allow more, effortless, allow more. And now I'm seeing it. It's, it's mm-hmm. rippled and rippled mm-hmm. and rippled. And of course, w- we all get the same information. Some of us get it sooner than others because maybe that's our mission to yeah. spread that word or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not about efforting. It's about taking divine action when called to it mm-hmm. and allowing the remembrance.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I wish I could remember exactly what you said, but at the time I was thinking, well, actually you're just remembering mm-hmm. the reality of uh, the truth of that.
1: Yeah. Of Oh, yeah, because I said I'm working on being more, which is kind yes. of funny. <laughs>
2: it's like yes,
1: a little bit of a...
2: Working on being. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. yeah. So allowing that's soul. what
0: I remember thinking it's more of an allowing mm-hmm. than a than a working. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, really it's funny because my my whole childhood I really struggled with school and like my responsibilities. Like it was like it was awful, honestly. Yeah. Like it was
2: just so untrue same. to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it was just and and it was like I was trying so hard and working so hard and constantly spinning my wheels completing nothing. Yeah. Mm, yeah you know it was like and I just was like and anytime I would like start to like slip into like my beingness and feeling like I was like, you know in joy, it's almost like I felt like I would be punished for it by like the system that was like, oh, you know, time to turn in your homework. And I just would feel like this like flood of dread because I was like, oh my gosh, I was really present in the moment. But I, that's not how I thought about it. But I was, I was being present in the moment. Mm-hmm. I went home. I was with my family. I was playing. I was just being, you know, a mm-hmm. human and being a kid. <laughs> and then I come back and it's, it was like a nightmare, you yeah. know? Like I, I would just like come into this space where it was like, oh, Actually, you are a failure. Yeah. You fail at life. You just, you know, everything yeah. that you are isn't enough. And you're actually bad. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and I was gosh. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You oh. know? And like oh. it's still like <laughs> you can see I'm like still affected by I've mm-hmm. I've, I've taken me so long of like trying to just untie all those tangles like it's Mm -hmm. but
2: you're healing it in your mothering too Mm -hmm. like this experience of being a mother has been the most healing experience to my inner child like you were saying earlier about how you give zeke tools that like you wish you had and it's like every time that i do that and I give him a tool and I see him when he's distressed and just go like, I see you. It's okay to feel this way. Yeah. And, um, it, that part
0: inside of me that was hurting is like healed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Instead of like, yeah. I mean, it's classic for me. It was, you're too sensitive. You're too dramatic, you know? Mm. And, uh, no, I'm not too anything actually. Mm-hmm. I'm not too anything too sexy, maybe I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I wonder, but uh, <laughs> not too anything. It's just just me, yes, I am sensitive mm-hmm. you know that's why I can do what I do mm-hmm. and that's yes. why i can ha- you know um yeah, that's why I do what I do, mm-hmm. yeah yeah, because it's your gift. Mm-hmm. It's really a gift. you know, sensitivity is a superpower. and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, I've shared that with my girls too, and you know, it's been rejected sometimes. and you know, um, but ultimately, it's that golden thread being woven into the tapestry where I'm giving it to myself just mm-hmm. exactly like you said, mm-hmm. and I'm giving it to to my kids in a different way. And that doesn't mean I didn't screw up in a whole lot of ways because I did mm-hmm. screw up part of being human though it's part of being human and really what I mean by that is like you know oh if I could have just done it with never yelling or (laughs) you know losing my temper or whatever and and I I had a lot of I had a lot of rage that knock on wood seems to have have healed Mm -hmm. um but yeah we're 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 told that's not okay and I'm 54 years old and I feel like I'm just to the point where there's only the slightest of whisper that tells me that now. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. quiet I almost can't hear it, <laughs> and I don't try to. I know it's there. I know it's a whisper. I know I. I know you're trying to. I can't hear you, but it's not like an ignoring. It's truly mm-hmm. like it's so soft. It's almost. It's almost completely gone. It's like you know? powerless. Yeah. Yeah. Because because really I I'm. I'm very much me, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I don't know. I've, I've managed to create a life where I have people who really support that, but I don't, I don't have any family who does. And that's, that's like a courageous, I think it's a courageous way to live. For sure. You know, because, but it, it it's courageous in a way, and another way, it's like, because often people say you're so courageous when I do these big shares or whatever and I'm like yeah I actually don't have fucking choice <laughs> because it's a part of my my way of being in this world mm, yeah you know and I think that even though my kids can certainly get frustrated with my way of just following the flow and following my guidance and my guidance comes from me this is the other thing when we were talking about being a healer and how my ministry, for lack of a better word, has has shifted over the years, is that's my guidance. Mm -hmm. As source, as my connection to source moves through me and guides me, Mm -hmm. my inner self. Mm -hmm. So it's not some guy in the sky or whatever that's that's the easiest sort of symbol to use right Mm -hmm. that's like telling me or the universe being separate from me that's like if I just listen if I can just tune into the universe it'll tell me what to do it's it's here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's here just like I remember at your blessing way I said to you you have the answers as mother within you That's Mm -hmm. what you tune into. Put the books down. Mm -hmm. If you feel called to read a book, read the fucking book. Mm -hmm. Because that might be your guidance. Because you might need something from that book or whatever. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But not as the book as the guru. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, And that's what people people say. Like, oh, you know, there's no handbook on how to do this or whatever. And it's like, you know, there's actually many handbooks on how to do this. But like the one that you need is within it's just it's it's absolutely so what do you
2: say to people who don't know how to access their inner handbook
0: where what do you do well I mean you know as much as I say it's all within you you don't need the the bells and the whistles and all of that the reality mm. is we all need support mm. and so you know having uh, a mentor or, or being guided to certain teachers that can, that can help you soften or access it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't want it to be, I don't, I want you to be empowered Mm -hmm. and know that I'm, I've just shown up on your path Mm -hmm. with your agreement, with your call, you know, to assist in that. And so at this point for me, It's really about being the mirror of that. So you can see, even if you don't know my Mm -hmm. whole story, like you two know more about me. So you can see, like, the trajectory and, like, where I've come from, like Mm -hmm. the growth that I've experienced. But even people who don't know that, just being in my presence, because really Mm -hmm. I'm activating, I activate and amplify the light within you Mm -hmm. through my presence, through my voice. Through my touch, mm. and so being around people, letting yourself follow that divine guidance. No, I'm going to go into this store. No, you know what? I, I mm. feel like I'm going to call. I'm going mm-hmm. to call Satya. I'm going to call Satya. I'm going to call whomever. Mm-hmm. You know. So it it's knowing that they're not mutually excuse exclusive. So it doesn't mean not getting any support. And I got it's right here. I'm going to I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're called to breath work, do some breath work, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. that's what I say about that. But it's for me, it's really about nourishing the relationship with yourself and listening to what that self says. Mm-hmm. But not mm-hmm. from a place of like, if I just read this book, I, I know I'll do it. Or right? If, you know, it's, if I go yeah. to these workshops or I do this plant medicine 40 fucking times, then I'm going to...
1: Yeah, I yeah. got a little fire
0: about that, obviously. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. letting it integrate, letting it integrate and go out into the world with it and notice how you feel, notice how you're being responded to. Yeah. Mm. And and I think, I
1: mean, your body, right? The cues and signals that your body gives you. Like if if, you know, for anybody out there who you know, doesn't know how to tune into their intuition, you know, I'm like not an expert guru teacher about this. It's, you know, but it's our, our bodies give us the signals and the more, the more we tune into those signals through like your senses and like, you know, for example, like if something, if you hold two choices in your mind what which one feels better like does yes. one make your chest feel tight and the other one feels more expansive yes yes and, yes and sometimes it's not super obvious and sometimes it is super obvious sometimes it's very subtle but the more you do it the better you get at it yes mm. exactly it's and that practice exactly mm. it's getting it's getting easier and easier for me and I still mm-hmm. I have moments all the time where I'm like Oh, okay. Wait, that before when I had that slight, just uncomfortable feeling, and then I made that choice anyway, and then now I like don't really feel oh that my good because oh I should have probably listened. I totally. That. <laughs> I f-
0: body is the barometer. I say Last right? night,
2: like literally, I before I poured the glass of wine that I I got drunk last night. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm dealing with in my inner world today. Um. But before I poured the wine, my state of being was, like, not – it didn't feel like, yay, you're going to have wine, you know? Right. And I'm, like, looking back on that and reflecting, like, yeah, that was clear. I even knew right then, like, when it was happening, but I was like, I'm going to do it anyways.
0: Yes, and so making a conscious choice is the most, like, self-loving thing you can do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay – I don't feel great about eating this cookie or, mm-hmm. you know, going out with this guy or drinking this glass of wine. I want to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. And if you can pause and take a breath with yourself and make a conscious choice to do it, it's, it's going to have less of a poison mm-hmm. on your system mm-hmm. because the judgment is the bigger poison. Mm -hmm. and even though earlier we talked about self-betrayal and i walked you through that self-forgiveness practice Mm -hmm. and you know i forgive myself for um buying into the irrational belief that i betrayed myself Mm -hmm. that's true and that can be a helpful practice and there are so many ways we betray ourselves throughout the day and throughout our lives and just checking in with that like I think it's, you know, instead of like how something went wrong outside of myself, the reality is I betrayed my own trust Mm -hmm. because I really knew that wasn't what's best for me. Right. But not as a place of Mm self-judgment, but as a place of like, oh, okay, I actually knew. Like, what if we celebrated that instead? You know, like, oh my gosh, I actually knew. Mm -hmm. You
2: know? Yeah, I feel actually like a lot of joy around it and I'm even thinking about how I had a iced coffee on my way here and I drank like half of it and then I noticed in my body that it wasn't sitting well and I was getting out of the car and I went to like grab it to take it with me and I sat there for a moment and looked at it and was like no I'm choosing not to take this I'm choosing not to drink it yes I made it yeah yes it's there yes. you know and it now I'm having tea and inside of me I feel like really yay you know that's
0: amazing that's amazing it's important to celebrate the little wins like I'm a big (laughs) celebrator (laughs) you know like even the littlest things and it's like it's so important because it it tells our subconscious like it our subconscious Mm. is like oh I did something good I did something good you know and it's really important because then we want to do more just like when we appreciate our man when we mm-hmm. acknowledge <clears throat> and men really need that then that's just part of the masculine when we appreciate that mm-hmm. outwardly they're like i'm going to do more of that mm-hmm. yeah made her happy yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: Or i our mean kids. i feel like
1: I, yeah i feel like with with anyone too like i like to be appreciated mm-hmm. also like mm-hmm. a, you know but i what what you were saying about the the you know the glass of wine that reminded me of I was listening to like a Wayne Dyer talk like years ago and he talks about how um he used to have an alcohol problem and he quit drinking by simply just being a non-judgmental observer and anytime like he would he like he would just like you know take a step back and witness himself and he would be like oh look, there goes Wayne again. He's having another beer. Yeah. Like, and exactly. it's just like, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, wow, what a loser.
2: Like, yeah. it was
0: just like, oh, interesting. Right. He didn't yeah. shame
2: himself into making a change. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It, by the way, that doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I worked with you in that moment right there too. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't work. The self-judgment, the the punitive, the reward and punishment way that yeah. our society, it, was, it, it does feel like it's shifting a bit in certain mm-hmm. ways. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. I've watched it. Yeah. I feel like it's such a programming to be like released though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge program. And, and I was thinking too, when you were talking about being a kid and like, like being yourself and, you know, being yourself and then all of a sudden you got to turn in your homework Mm -hmm. and you don't get the star on the board. I remember those moments so well. The contradictions in our society, are mind-boggling and make me crazy, especially in the school system, where it's like all this freaking, you know, wording about, be yourself, be different, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What are you doing? Why aren't you wearing, you're not wearing the uniform right. You need, you're going home. Mm -hmm. You're being sent home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And it's like yeah. so confusing. And I do think it's a program that's set up to intentionally disempower. on some level mm-hmm. to disempower us, yeah. you know, because then we go through life going, wait wait, 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 is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's confusing. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm working through something right now with that, the whole schooling well, I think, like, the issue, programming, but- like, once you realize that reality,
2: the reality we're experiencing is fabricated by our programming, then you can, like, see the things going on in the world and be like, uh, like, I'm, like, not for me, not for my kid, like, we're not, yeah, we're not signing up to that program, I'm not letting that be belief and way of being be installed into you because it doesn't have to be it's not the way
1: things are no yeah, it's, the way it's such are. a dogma it's, it's really yeah. like I mean like education is to this belief that like you have to go and jump through all the hoops and check all the boxes to be successful in life and I mean we all I feel like we've all <laughs> deprogrammed that a long
0: time ago but I mean you know, it's been a process yeah. for sure. It's been yeah. a process. It's like intellectually, I've been saying no to that for a long time. Right. Intellectually. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then there's like, oh, gosh, this is like, I almost feel like we need a whole new discussion on <laughs> on just this. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of stick to the thread here uh, talking about kids in school because for my kids, so I divorced my kid's dad when – my youngest was two and my oldest was five and my oldest was already doing some homeschooling and i was able to keep her in like a group homeschooling sort of pod until it was until we were for sure getting divorced and then i just did not this is important i did not have the same control over it Mm -hmm. and so i spent many years it was very painful it was very painful because i I did not subscribe to like any of it. Like I would actually go to the school and I would sit inside the school like on the hill (laughs) and, you know, just kind of wait and see what's going on. And I remember the principal coming over to me and being like, so would you like to maybe volunteer in the lunchroom? I mean, we can't just have you be here at school. And I said, why would I leave my kid (laughs) with strangers? Mm -hmm. And like, from yeah. that moment on, I felt like there was, like, a theme song when I walked in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the theme song was, but I feel like everyone was like, oh, shit, here comes Satya. So, Hi, Satya. Hey. <laughs> you know? Because then I would show up and I'd be like, so, here's the mission statement of the school. Now, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from my kid is this. Do you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, and but it, it, it was also so painful because I couldn't, I I had to let go. mm I had to let go and realize that my kids, on a spiritual level, on a soul level, chose this path to have these different experiences with how they were raised with their dad, how they were raised with me. And there are ways that things that they got from him that must be benefiting them that they didn't get from me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's that piece, too, Mm -hmm. of like, at what point as parents, as mothers... You know, I feel like the moment they're born, it's, it's about letting go. There's grief that happens mm. immediately when they're born, you know, yeah. and, and that just, that just continues, but it took me a long time, little tiny increments of letting go. And I, and I think if I had been able to not, not to shame myself, but I do feel like if I had been able to do that sooner, more gracefully, I think it would have been easier for them. mm to not feel that in me all the time, trying to, like, butt against the system,
3: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you can, if you can keep them out of the system, keep them out of the system. I personally couldn't mm-hmm. as much as I tried. I don't know
1: what we're going to do because,
0: <clears throat> I mean, there, o- honestly, yeah.
1: there were things that I loved about school too, but the not not the, like, education system grading, like, I don't know there's so much about it that I don't like but I I did like the social aspect of it and yeah. um and I did learn things mm-hmm. I definitely did learn things yeah. pa- like which is really frustrating because I'm like I learned so much but I failed like right you know and the fact that 50% is failing I'm like right. That's what? a lot of information that you're getting if you're getting 50% of the information. <laughs> right. But okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, I mm. actually just like started spinning off a little bit because I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm not sure. Jordan wants to send them to school. I don't know that I do. But he's also, we're both like kind of open to. Mm. That and you think. have time. Yeah.
0: You have time and, and dude, dudes, dudettes. things are shifting so fast like we I mean uh, we definitely have are being born into something completely different Mm -hmm. yeah and so Mm -hmm. I I would I would encourage you to like let that go for the moment Because you have so much time and so much is changing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Truly. And our world, yeah, our world is like changing so rapidly, especially with the, like how technology is evolving right now. It's like, who knows what yeah. the world is gonna look like
0: a year from now? Technology, mm-hmm. but also people are saying no more mm-hmm. to the things that aren't working. More schools are popping up that are heart centered. That are heart centered, that yeah. are kid centered. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah. It's it's I think shift. we're gonna have
1: a lot of options actually yeah. by
0: the time I feel like we already there
1: already are there a are, lot of yeah. options and for sure. By the time he's old enough, you know. It's yeah. going to be, I'm like, he, them, them. all, all, yeah, all but he's three the closest, of closest but, but yeah, I'm thinking about <laughs> my, my big boy, he's yeah. like 19 months older than the twins, but yeah, <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. I think that's the most important when it oh, wow. does, um, come to that is like, I've already decided like the important things I'm going <clears throat> to teach him, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to leave it to school to teach him about sex. I figured out while I was on the toilet yesterday um, (laughs) what I'm going to tell him like that sex is a way that that two souls connect and that's how I'm going to explain it to him. I'm not going to be like, well, the penis goes into, I mean, that logistical part probably will be involved as well. Yeah. But I was like, how do I explain this to him in a way that he really values and like appreciates what it is because... The sacredness of it. The sacredness, mm-hmm. and that's something that's healing in humanity too, as well. But there's the, like the just like casual sexuality is so prevalent, like almost not even casual, but like disrespectful nature. Disconnect. Disconnected. Of it. Disconnected. Yeah. 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 So
0: I participated in that a
2: lot. <laughs> I had my my phase as well but that's how really like I learned and now being a married woman I'm like coming into having like a really soulful connection like I realized a few days ago I was like oh I can't not be having an experience with my soul when we're having sex yes when I (laughs) when I'm not it's like so not it's like the opposite almost, that's your body with the barometer
0: me. and to me that's yeah. that's that can feel like self-betrayal I mean I betrayed yes. myself so yeah. many times with that and a lot of that had to do with me being you know a, a highly energetic sensual sensitive mm-hmm. being who who actually you know I've uh, I've healed a lot through my sexuality mm-hmm. of myself and and of men frankly mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of confusion plus my own wounding and all of that stuff right that comes into it but there was there was a lot of confusion uh I mean I'm just barely barely getting this you know mm-hmm. that's okay <laughs> um but a lot of confusion about that
3: mm.
0: as a as a healer and you know people who, I just read something the other day that like people with a high, high sexual energy are like the best healers. And I'm like, hello, (laughs) that me, you know, and and that's been a huge part of my, my path for many, many years. Mm. It's shifting now. I'm in menopause now. So Mm -hmm. I'm, it doesn't drive me the same way. And in a way I'm really grateful for that because I, it gives me, it gives me like, a little more pause,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, but it, do, I, it doesn't make me like any sort of a, a prude or puritan or anything at this point. I'm still like, I still want to have sexual experiences. I still want to feel that and meet God through my sexuality mm-hmm. and through my sexual experiences. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if I don't end up with a life partner.
1: Yeah. And I that's so I mean, it just it makes so much sense that like people who are like more highly sexual also tend to be better um, like healers and things like that, because I feel like people who want like, you know, are are driven Mm, like sexually, it's because they are like even if they don't know that they don't know why like what is it but they're trying to touch the infinite right yes and like (sighs) you know also same goes for people who have like substance problems you know and that that's like what aa is basically founded on is the print is like the idea that like people who are you know going and like taking substances or an na like people who are like taking substances to try and like alter their state of mind are also trying to touch the infinite and they tend to be very spiritual people and that's why like there is such a spiritual aspect to aa and it's why it's the only sobriety program that works yeah really i mean right i guess not the it's but Anything that else that works is basically based off of it,
0: right? Like, it's, yeah, I don't know, but mm-hmm. but they, that makes sense. It's about it's about having that relationship with God or the source within as is ex- expressing through ourselves the mm-hmm. unity of God of source within ourselves, essentially, instead of trying to get it outside of ourselves right well it
1: is within us and without us exactly it's
0: it's, that's what I mean yeah but 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 it's not just without us yeah
1: the closest place to reach is within and that's also and Jewish mysticism teaches this as well it's you know that there there is that there's a divine spark in all of us and in everything and everything that is absolutely and so like the the Yeah, the easiest way to reach God is through the spark of God that is within. Mm.
0: Right? Yes, exactly. Mm. It's right there.
2: And the most, like, actually, like, experienceable way, like, the most effective way to experience. Because, like, if you pray and you're, like, praying outside of yourself and you're not integrating it, it. mm -hmm, yeah, then it's like, it's, it, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And it takes also away the effectiveness of it. You know, it's almost like a plea to something outside of yourself instead of like being embodied with that and like embodied in gratitude or your desires or whatever. Then it's almost like less attainable. Yeah, I get that. To have your prayers answered. Mm hmm. Okay, I am a little distracted because I have to pee. Oh my gosh. Same.
1: Oh okay. So let's let's take <laughs> a pee break, party yeah. break. And then we'll and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
0: So, peed yeah, and ate chocolate chips, or at least I did. Mm.
1: I nice. actually poured some honey in my mouth <laughs> yeah, yeah. right out of the <laughs> bottle. I was just like, That's amazing, I, which made me think of Sarai at her birth because she's like Sarai was there in the birth tub, like pouring honey in her mouth. And oh. I was just like, You are a goddess. It was oh, <laughs> like, uh, thank you, <laughs> yeah.
2: big honey fan over here. Me too. I wonder, <laughs> <laughs> the other night, um, after I had gone to the, <clears throat> the farmer's market earlier that day we stood in the middle of the kitchen and just like we're eating spoonfuls of different honey. And we're like, mm, Oh, this one has a taste of oh I love know, that. Yeah, herbaceous. Was, and this one's more earthy and this one's savory. And
1: it was like a honey. A tasting. honey yeah. Yeah. A, a, a flight. <laughs> I, I was love like, it. I love Cute. that this is something I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I definitely, that's like a dream. One day is I'm, I'm interested in, in keeping bees potentially i mean if i have the space Cute. to do it so. you when
0: you have the space yes exactly
1: <laughs> i'll i'll bake my sourdough oh go my gosh and my then niece. you'll
0: churn your butter so you'll like <laughs> churn the butter spread the butter on the sourdough and then add honey yes Ooh, from my cow yes wow. <laughs> from your cow or maybe I'm, goat Go. oh maybe i
1: definitely i i kind of want like one i don't want to have like a massive farm but i sort of want like a cow and like a couple goats. Oh my gosh, me too, and chickens. <laughs> yes.
0: yes,
1: it's a dream. Right now I'm
0: in LA. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll all you make know, a community. End up- <laughs> yeah, I'm, I talk about that with so with like so many <laughs> different friends. I'm like, if we all actually did just go in on it together, we probably could just start a little in a different part
2: of the country we could totally Mm -hmm. it's cool how many people are yearning for that there's like yeah such a natural pull to return to the way things
0: yeah even in a different part
1: of california yeah Yeah, that's true you know Mm -hmm.
2: okay anyways anyways I'm really excited to hear about your pilgrimage through Mexico. And yeah, yeah, would you share a little bit
0: about that? Yeah. I mean, so gosh, I can't believe I've been back now for two and a half months. It actually feels like I've been back longer, almost like I never left. Oh, wow. I really like my sense of time since the COVID portal opened. (laughs) has been I, I I really it's very odd. um and I, I'm hearing this from a lot of people that time is just time is definitely changing and and people who know about the planets and all of that stuff they'll they can tell us, but <laughs> apparently it's actually happening anyway, <clears throat> so I've been back for like two and a half months now, I think I left in um oh my god, I don't know July. I left in July. So I've been in Los Angeles for 30 years. I grew up in Michigan on five acres. I had horses. I had a pond with snapping turtles. I had, I think, 10 dogs, you know. And, you know, my church was the trees. My church was the trees out behind Mm -hmm. my house and walking in nature. And um, I really wanted to get out of my little town. Um, So I came out here when I was 24. I was a flight attendant at the time. And, you know, I thought I was going to be like a star, but I didn't want to, I just wanted to be discovered, you know? So (laughs) bless you. So, you. you know, especially once I started to have my kids, I realized what am I doing in Los Angeles? Oh my God. And I've been thinking about getting out for a long, long time now. And it just started to get to the point where it was really painful to be here. Like I, it just, I just felt like, I'm not thriving here. I can't make it work um, you know I had a quite a few difficult years with my kids and I reached a point where I don't I don't even know where we are with time but after after the lockdowns I had gotten a really cool job and I did that for a little bit but it was also part of like this weird sort of dark energy mm. where I was definitely like, one of the few lights in the room. And it, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I felt super on purpose, but it was mm-hmm. also like this, like, uh, like butting up against it, you know, bless you. <laughs> and, um, oh, wow. <laughs> you like, pre- it, works every, it, it <laughs> works every time. It works every time. So once I, when I lost that job, I, I was like, Oh my God, here I am again. Cause through the lockdowns, I barely worked and all the things. And, uh, so I opened the studio across the street and it was beautiful and I loved it. And I, I had hoped that, um, the influencer, influencers from my job would come across the way. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to have this beautiful thing. And it was the same old thing. It was very, very difficult to keep going. And I was in pain. I was in pain. Like I wanted to get out, but I also was like... I mean, I was feeling almost this level of apathy. I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. fucking know. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. I, I felt like I knew I was on purpose, like as far as like shining the light. But fitting into society and making the money and being able to like have the car and being able to pay the ridiculous rent and, you know, all of this. And my nervous system was really wrecked from years of being in survival mode and then lockdowns and you know even before that divorce and whatever right all the things and then the challenges with my with my children I was really fried and I just felt like I don't I can't do anything else I don't have it in me I can't effort no part of me was like I'm not I'm not gonna fucking do it I'm not gonna like try and make something happen anyway I had not flown for seven years I don't know if you guys know this I think you do I yeah, don't. I actually
1: made me trip out that you said that you were a flight attendant because I'm
0: like, I don't think I ever knew that about Right, you. I was a flight attendant, yeah, for four years. That's how I got out to Los Angeles. And I flew all over the place, you know, after that. So I won't tell the whole story, but, for, but seven years ago, I had a big panic attack on a plane, and they uh. turned the plane around and wheeled me off in a wheelchair. So maybe it's been eight years ago now and so the trauma i wasn't afraid to fly but the trauma of that experience kept me from flying for seven years and i'm a very like adventurous woman who wants to see everything and i was just like that's cool i'll just take road trips for the rest of my life (laughs) like okay i'm not gonna do those things it's fine my life is fine it's good i love a good road trip and then Um, you know, when, when kind of everyone started talking about like homesteading or leaving the country or living somewhere else, or, you know, there's, there was this big uptick. A lot of people were leaving California and I was feeling Mm -hmm. really stuck. Like I can't, you know, I still have a a kid who's having challenges and she's still in school and I don't have money and like all the things I was feeling really stuck. but I found myself, I kept saying, I feel like Los Angeles still has me by the ankle. Like it's just mm. it still got me by the ankle, and somehow I can get out. I have a friend who moved from moved to Mexico from Canada, mm. and she was joining this New Earth community. And I was talking to her a lot now, and I was doing a lot of um, transmissions for her. And you know, we had a lot in common with with the light that we carry and the texture of the Divine Mother. Mm. And so we were connecting more and more. And she's like, "I see you here. I feel like you should come out here." And I go, "Well, can I drive?" And I was serious, you know. And, and, and so the place in Mexico is Bacalar, which is super south by Belize. I don't, I don't know it geographically very well, but it's super far down. It would be a hell of a drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so much red tape with driving. And then that's what I started realizing. And I'm like, but I started feeling this like, whoo, who, who, about mm. going to Mexico. I was hardly working again. I had a little bit of savings I couldn't get myself to do more work. I mean, I, I think I was coming in. Every time I saw you, I was crying, you know. I was, you know, I'd had a breakup that I was, you know, um, moving through. And I just went, one day I sat down at my altar and I was meditating and it was like this. You're going to Mexico. Hmm. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to get there? And it was just like, I knew I was going. And this is how it works for me. This is why I say divine action, right? If I had tried to force myself to do it before I was ready, it would have been a disaster. Mm -hmm. This was divine action. This was like, okay. And I just was like, okay, I'm going. We're going to do a retreat, which never Mm -hmm. happened. We're going to do a retreat. I booked my ticket, you know, figured out where I was going to stay, all of those things. And I didn't even do, I, 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 I felt into it and I court, I sort of like I prayed a lot about it and then right when it came down to me going I did a few processes like some somatic work and some subconscious reprogramming but she Shule, this is my friend who was in Mexico she took me through these subconscious reprogramming and we'd get to the point of me being on the plane and I would just be like <laughs> like full mm. on panic attack freaking out and I knew I was going to Mexico. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, this is what's here. Mm-hmm. This is what's here mm. right now in this moment is this. Mm. And I'm going to Mexico. Mm. And I'm going to survive it somehow. Some of the things that came up were uh, like Egyptian memories of being in. Um, I don't know that much about like history, herstory, whatever it is. It really is <laughs> stories, um, but they would they would close you, they would close people in the tomb still alive. Mm. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, so there were some memories of that. Hang on, I have to breathe. <sighs> okay, and uh, and so. I did it, I did a few processes. I did the somatic healing. I had like my playlist. And then at the end of the time, I realized, oh, there's, there's this girl going. Let's fly together. And she was like this earth angel. I said, would you be willing to fly with me and hold my hand if I need it? And I told her the story. Yes, 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 of course. Hmm. And then I'd get a text. She said, by the way, I upgraded you to first class. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I just felt like the universe as me, through me, all around me was supporting me getting to Mexico, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I was like, wow, oh my gosh. And I could feel that alone softening me, right? Every time soft- It was almost more than the somatic healings and that. It was just like all the different ways I was feeling supported to mm-hmm. get there. And literally the day before and I was I was not well I mean I was definitely my nervous system was wrecked I was ready to go but it was like am I going to make it I told myself just get to the airport if you can't get beyond the airport it's okay it's okay so you turn around it's okay it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter and the night before she tells me I've lost my passport I can't go And now I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So that adds to my like panic. At the same time, I'm absolutely breathing into the spaciousness of like, I'm going to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And it's not a like, you better get your ass on the plane. It's none of that. It's just a knowing, (laughs) a deep knowing, a deep knowing. So then I get a text from her. She goes, hey, I just signed my $500 a night luxury hotel room over to you in Cancun so that'll be waiting for you when you get there and then I'm like oh my gosh okay you're going to Mexico I'm going to Mexico so I got on the plane and well before I got on the plane I I'm in the airport and I'm definitely feeling it well then she sends me a text she goes hey, here's your um, coupon to get into the the lounge, the United Lounge. So instead of being in the busy airport with all the people and all the like, Mm -hmm. I got to go be up there and not eat Carl's Jr. Instead, I got yogurt and fruit. And I Mm -hmm. sat and I rested and I relaxed. And every time, every time I was in deep depths nothing surprised me but also nothing got by me i was like thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for holding Mm. me thank you for holding me human angels and whoever else is helping Mm -hmm. me you know so then i get down and it's a four hour delay Mm. i'm wearing my healy device which i'm obsessed with that really helps support me and my frequency so i was i I really felt that it was helping keeping me calm Mm -hmm. and It was still there. Mm -hmm. So then I walk up and I see this really cute guy. And I was like, oh, that's nice. (laughs) And we start talking. So for four hours, he and I sit and we connect about parenting, about healing, about the Healy device, about frequency, about love. Uh, We're crying, (laughs) we're laughing. (laughs) And then he pulls a crystal out and he gives it a blessing and he hands it to me just before we're getting on the plane finally to board. And again, I'm like, oh my God, this is my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is my life. And truly, this is my life. It's filled with miracles. And these are miracles. Every single Mm -hmm. one of these Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. miracles. Mm -hmm. So I got on the plane in first class sat next to a woman I covered I put on headphones I cover my head I took out my list of like things to do if I start to feel panic and and I did you know and I cried I just that's how it came is like tears came tears came and then that was it as soon as I was in the air I felt fine Mm. I felt fine and I touched down and I got off the plane (laughs) and I cried and I was like oh my god I'm in Mexico. Uh. I'm in Mexico. And then I got taken to my luxury, you know, hotel. (laughs) So that was just my visit. And, uh, you know, I guess to skip to the pilgrimage, you know, I was there for two and a half weeks. I I could give you a half a dozen miracles that happened in my couple of weeks there. But ultimately, as I was leaving, I remember walking down the dirt road that just happened to be, I did not know, the hotel um that was right on the water like literally the water was from here to the end of the table to me I didn't even know I was on that every day for two and a half weeks was literally a three minute walk to my friend's campsite I had no idea so I'm walking down and I go wow I'm moving here I'm moving here in September okay that's what I'm doing Uh. yeah so anyway should I keep keep going or do you have any questions or that's awesome
2: well I didn't know that you went before and then came back and then actually took the move there because how long were you living there
0: months right six months I ended up being there for four months four months yeah so so I came back I was like I'm gonna live there I'm gonna go there in September it took me a minute to realize that came because my daughter would be 18 in September Mm -hmm. and um I got home, kind of got right back into it in certain ways. Like I went and did a, um, I won't say the name, but I went and did an event for a very large wellness company, which was fun. And it could have been like, you know, such a great opportunity. And, uh, and I love it. Whenever I'm doing my work, I love it. I'm in it. I'm absolutely in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had me stay an extra hour you know, it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar company and I Mm. wasn't paid very well. And I remember going and getting in my car and just crying and going like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. What do I want? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do I want? I want liberation. I want joy. I want to thrive. I want to live in nature. I want connection, I want miracles, all the things. Mm. And actually I had, uh, I rarely get readings anymore because it's important to me to remember that I have it within me and Mm. it's a tool. And so I did have a reading to get this support and I want to say it was like a half an hour reading and at the end, and I was bawling and at the end I was like, I'm going in July. Mm-hmm. So it was, I had gotten back April 1st, uh, the, like the first week of April, and decided I was leaving in July. My daughter had come up to me and said, hey, mom, I just want you to know if you want to move to Mexico, you have my blessing. And I was like, really? Wow. And this is after, like, we got through literal hell the few years before, you know? Mm. And I was like, I asked her maybe three times, three different ways, and then I was like, okay, <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> And so we set up how that was going to work and it was going to be kind of a trial. I was going to leave for a while. She'd take care of the animals. She'd live with her girlfriend, you know, take over rent, that kind of thing. And, and I headed off and I had to get support again to get back on the plane. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And I really, I do want to say something that's important, I think, is when I went in um, March, that flight... Was an absolute initiation. Yet it was like go. It was like the birth canal for sure. Being reborn, st- coming off the the actual like what do you, the the what do you, what do you call like it? A terminal? Or? Yeah, or like the 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 tube that you're on, getting off the oh. plane into the mm-hmm. into the terminal, yeah, right? The it was like it's actually like a birth canal because yeah. it's like closed, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> And I I had many rebirths there in the water. The lagoon there is absolute divine mother. Mm -hmm. And she was calling me. She was calling me. She was talking to me before I went. She's like, come, I got you. I mean, I had so many rebirths there. But there was one day, I'm going back to April now, before I moved there, that they, um, I was encouraged to do a Temescal, which is like a sweat lodge, Mm -hmm. uh, a Mayan sweat lodge, and I don't do stuff like that. I don't do harsh stuff anymore. Like I'm like, I've lived, I've learned harshly. I don't need to do it anymore. Like, you know, divine mother works with me and through me and as me and, and she's gentle. She's fierce too. She's really fucking fierce, but she's got Mm -hmm. this gentleness. Well, I don't know. I decided to do it and I was like, they, they do like four doors. So you go in, They play music, they sing, they close the doors. It's totally black. You can't see anything at all. And then I want to say for like 15 minutes, you go through this and then they lift the door and for, I don't know, five minutes, then they close the door. That's the second door. They do that four times. So there's four doors. And I was like, I'm going to get through one door if I can. And if I can't, I will leave. I don't care who's at the door. I will get out the door. I really had to give myself full permission. Mm -hmm. So I got through one door and it was hellish. Mm. It was truly hellish. And I mean, I stepped out that door and I wailed. I wailed. I wailed. My belly had blown up to where I looked like I was eight months pregnant. And that's about digestion of energy. Mm. Right? It's like, and what am I giving birth to? Remember, I stepped out and one of the, the leaders goes, oh, how far along are you? I mean, I have a belly anyway, but I was like, no, that's all me being born now. That's all mm-hmm. me. And I cried and I held the hand of the woman inside and cried and cried and cried. And they they tried to encourage me back in. I was like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was... You know, it's their job to encourage, but also like, no, this is not my medicine. So
2: it was just really overwhelming because it was like the complete dark and very hot. Complete
0: and- dark heat, the the hot, um, you know, a- essentially my panic attack on the plane all those years ago essentially was claustrophobia. And so that's mm. what really made it difficult to get back on a plane. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it had its beauty. And then other, other people who came out and had a hard time, I was, I was actually mothering them. It was really beautiful. But what I got clear on was the plane was my initiation. I don't need to fucking keep putting myself through harsh things Mm -hmm. to, to prove anything to anybody, Mm -hmm. especially myself. Yeah. And we have a lot of those initiations in life.
1: Yeah. Yeah honestly, I kind of want to do one of those things. Like you're talking about, I'm like, "Mm, that sounds like something that I would probably really enjoy actually. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I love like, I, I take hot yoga. I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I like sort of like sensory deprivation stuff like that. Yeah. It's really like, but to me it wouldn't be like putting myself in like a harsh, like it wouldn't be putting myself in a situation that is like so uncomfortable for me it would be like you know yes it honestly sounds enjoyable like I want to try it (laughs) and you and
0: you would have your own level of initiation through it because of like the intention of it and everything but it would be different than mine you know and for me it was like no I don't need that it's just like Mm. I I don't do plant medicine yeah I don't that's not for me that's I don't find that I, I don't that's not medicine for me Mm -hmm. you know, plus I, I see things and have experiences that like I do, you know, I know, I know those places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, and we each have what, what supports us in our remembering, you know? And so, um, yeah. So then I moved, I moved out there. I got rid of a ton of stuff. I had to, like, it was an initiation on its own to prepare myself to move. And, um, and I did, and I guess the nutshell, because now I feel like I'm just kind of going on and on, there really is so much. But the nutshell is being there was so gentle. The lake, the lagoon, um, she's, she's so supportive of our remembering and of our mm. rebirth. There's an intensity but it's a soft intensity. I feel like I'm kind of like that Mm. at this point. I felt like we knew each other. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm like you now. Like where Mm. I obviously have this intensity and this fire and this, and a ferocity, but I'm also such a gentle lover and mother, and you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what she did. And so I was unwinding and rewiring and softening, And, you know, just being, Mm -hmm. I wasn't working at anything at all. Wow. At anything at all. And I had a very meager savings account, but it it went far there Mm -hmm. because of the cost of living. But I lived extremely simply. It was extremely hot. I had many, I had heat, heat stroke many times. Oh, wow. And, it, and, you know, it was, it's, it, it was a lot for me also going through menopause and being that hot. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm now, I'm like, I can do the cool <laughs> finally <laughs> at this point. Um, and like there weren't, there's no grocery stores. It was all fruitarias, It's a really like kind of undeveloped area. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just fruitarias and I'm a meat eater, you know, that, you know, so I ate like so many eggs. Cause that would be like what I had, but there were things like at at one point I had a can of tuna and I had, I don't even remember. I happened to have like mayonnaise and whatever. We'd, we'd go 40 minutes to get to a grocery store. So I had like one or two of those runs and I got a few things. And one day I was so hungry. It was so hot. It was like, I want, it was close to a hundred degree humidity and 90 some degrees heat. Like it was so bad, but I looked good. I looked yeah. really good. <laughs> Your skin I, was like so I nourished. was like so nourished. My hair yeah. was like wild and, you uh. know, and I was tan. Like I loved that. And I felt good, genuine, genuinely. But I was so proud of myself this one day. I'm like, oh, I've got seaweed. I've got this. So I like made up this dish. And there was something about that. And that simplicity. Because part of what I wanted to get away from is all the conveniences here that feel mm-hmm. like so disconnected from people. Mm-hmm. The, the There's a lack of interconnectedness when we can all just be in our houses and we can mm-hmm. fucking order DoorDash. And we do because we're exhausted. Yeah. Because we're out in this overstimulated environment and we're on a hamster wheel. When I say we, I mean generally. And I wasn't on it to the degree of most, but I was on my own level of a hamster wheel, mm-hmm. you know, and my own, like if I had been, if I had been in my place in Culver City and I was hungry, even if there was that tuna and that seaweed and that whatever mm. that tasted really delicious, I would have gone and, you know, pay, spent $20 on a shitty meal yeah, <laughs> across yeah. the street, you know? Mm. Yeah. But it was very intentional. I was super intentional with it. I wasn't like, oh, God, I've got no food. <laughs> you know, towards the end, I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I want to be near a grocery store. <laughs> you know, I want to bring this back and see how I can, you know, how, what's my relationship to coming down off the mountain, essentially. Bacalar was like my mountain, my retreat, Mm. you know and how how am I going to be can I can I hold this can I hold this softness can I hold this simplicity Um, and I still didn't want to move back to LA but I had to come back earlier to help my daughter and help with the animals and that wasn't working and this is this is the place where I was like where am I supposed to be you know I'm Mm. coming out of my skin and um, I got this hit to go through Asheville, North Carolina, to see if maybe that's where I wanted to live. So I went there for a week, stayed with a friend, loved it for the most part. There was a lot politically that didn't really feel in alignment, but the nature was there, the affordability. I had friends that you know I was going to be welcomed into a community. Um, and but then I came back to LA and still kept thinking, oh, where am I going to be? Where am I going to be? Where am I going to be? And then every little step was like, you're going to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm. this is just, yeah. No, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I stayed with friends. I was hopping around with friends because my daughter was in the apartment. And... Ugh, you know that was painful because I'm like, how? I don't want to go back to that apartment. I don't want to live across from the Best Buy or that shitty neighbor that yeah. I dealt with for all those years <laughs> and that was abusive and all of these things. Uh. You know, I want no. I want to live in nature. Remember, I want my life partner in nature and I want to thrive and mm, mm, all those yummy things. Yeah, I was like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay, <laughs> well. Let's give her a little more time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I stayed with friends for a little bit, like a little bit meaning, I, I don't know, like two weeks, I think. And then one of the people I was staying with said, you know what? I've got an empty apartment on the beach in Venice. You can stay in until we rent it out. <laughs> I'm not going to say I was surprised or shocked, but definitely odd. Mm-hmm. I'm continually awed by the miracles and magic of my life. Mm -hmm. So I was in Venice and I ended up getting to be there for six weeks in a gorgeous, empty apartment with a couch and a table and my tea set and one fork, one knife, one spoon, one plate, one bowl (laughs) and a pot. And uh, I ate a lot of eggs again. (laughs) You know, it was like, This continuation, I feel like continuing in the birth canal, right? It's like gently bringing me back into fullness here in Los Angeles. And am I holding? Am I holding? Am I holding? Yeah. As that that ball of light in my heart continues to expand and when I feel the contraction, I breathe into that. Mm -hmm. And here I am, still, I was still going, but I'm not going back to that Culver City apartment. So I'm telling everybody, oh, I'm looking for this. I need a place with me and my dog. And and should I go to Asheville? No, 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 no. Opportunities start opening at the wellness center where I get to do things I've been wanting to do for years. And I'm like, okay, I'm grounded here for a while. And actually Mm -hmm. a man that I met on the plane was coming to see me here January 22nd. And, and then that was my, that was my for sure that, okay, I'm going to at least stay through January, not for him because I was telling him I might be not be here, but it was like, it was the impetus for like staying grounded here. Uh, That's its own story, (laughs) Uh, but it was just like, then a couple of days ago I got, the notice that they rented the apartment and I had to be out in two days oh and I was suddenly 100% clear that I was going back to my apartment Mm -hmm. Mm. and I was okay with it and it would that all that time was necessary Mm-hmm. All that time was necessary for me to realize. <laughs> and all along I was like, well, I'm loving being back with my community. I'm mm. I'm, I'm relating differently to my community, which has been small but important. And, and I can feel like myself being different mm. with my people and with my child. And like my relationship with her has been extraordinary. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of the reason I didn't go back is it meant displacing them. But that was always part of the possibility and I finally was grounded and this is it. This is, I'm going back, Mm -hmm. you know? So. I thought you
1: were going to move over here and
0: be my neighbor.
1: I know. (laughs) I I saw today that this place is
0: for lease over there and, and, you know, I I was going to call them. But you know what I realized? I'm still on the lease of my other place and that's the only way they can stay in there because it's rent control. So I can't be on a lease in two places. Mm. and i hadn't even really considered that
1: you can't like is that
0: they're not gonna i don't have like the income and all of I that to 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 justify it for for them to agree to it oh. maybe if i got a co i could
1: do they see, can they even see that? They, I mean,
0: but I guess she's like, like, how do I get you across <laughs> the street? I just want to be my neighbor. Yes. I know. Well, I, I actually am going to look into it because I'm I'm still open to that shifting. And that's what I told the girls. I'm like, look, y- you know, no one has to go anywhere until you are certain that you've got the right place. You know, no one wants to to live with me and being on the couch. None of them want that. Mm. But also, you know. You can, you can sleep on our couch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also it's wild out there, like the rents and all of that. Like it might not be that easy for them to find something quickly, even though we know magic and miracles occur. So at this point, that's the plan. I'm still open to something shifting. And the point really is that to get to this place of being here and now, and this is what's here. This mm-hmm. is what's here. And I have this rent control apartment in Culver City, Los Angeles mm. that I can easily get a roommate and yeah. easily afford as I continue to to um, unveil my wealth mm. and unveil the thriving that is my fucking birthright that mm-hmm. is already happening yep. that I can feel and actually see mm. Uh I, I relate a lot
2: to mm-hmm. that with the living situation as well. Yeah. Because we're still at um, my mother-in-law's and, man, it was feeling so cramped. I was like, we got to move out. We need to move out. We need to move out. We're in this tiny little room and it just didn't feel like mine because it wasn't. wasn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I remembered, oh, there's like the back room. It's like, in back I'm, house kind of, right. Mm-hmm, yeah. I made it into a house. Um, and it's mine and oh, I'm like, this gosh. is perfect. You know, we aren't looking, we don't have the financial means to get our own place right now. Yeah. And we're building that, but I couldn't feel that abundance that I needed to embody to get to the next level. Still living in that tiny room in the house. Yeah. And I just was, like, guided. Actually, the cat, like, shat in the bed, like, multiple times. And I was, like, this is literally the universe being, like, Yes, this isn't your bed, right? You <laughs> so we built it, and I, I made it our house. I call it our house. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just this little room in the back. But we put a little divider, wall divider, so Jameson has his own room.
0: It's creative. It's being creative yes. with what you have that mm-hmm. that gives you the the space and the support that you're needing. And uh, sometimes it's just a little tweak. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a little tweak, you know, that was there all along. It was there all along, it wasn't time. It Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious how that's going to go for me. Certainly with, with this place or something else, there was actually a place in Redondo beach available. That was a back room. Mm -hmm. It was a detached room with its own bathroom and I was like okay that I can do because basically rents are so high right now to even live in someone's house like it it used to be like 500 700 bucks to rent a room it's double that 1300 minimum to to share a room and a bathroom in some someone's house you don't know (laughs) and but this was detached uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I could do that. I could yeah. have a dog. There's a there's the yard. There's my own parking. It's in Redondo. Because I'd ideally like to be in the South Bay.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: could, you know, easy to work, all the things. I'm like, I can't justify $1,300. It was, it's a shed yeah. with the tiniest bathroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the closest thing. That was the closest thing that I got to. And I actually offered the other day. I saw it was still up for lease. And so I sent her a message because we really liked each other. And I said, Hey, well, you know, I see it's still available. How about 900 bucks a month and I'll give you guys facials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't hear back from her. And so oh. then I was like, okay, it's the apartment then, you know? And I feel like it's almost like I was making too much effort mm. to find something else. And I, I can feel when I do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do it consciously, just like the drinking or the whatever. I do it consciously. Like right now, it makes my nervous system feel better to be looking to see options. Mm-hmm. Like that That works really well for me, for my nervous system to give myself options, mm-hmm. you know, and then ultimately, I would say 100% of the time, I come back to what I knew it was going to be the whole fucking time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: man. So,
0: so yeah, so the pilgrimage, to wrap that up. hmm What I realized yesterday when I was leaving the place in Venice and I had the most beautiful morning in Venice, always magic there, you guys. The connections I made with people, I'm out singing with these guys. And the one guy, turns out he works with people in treatment and they do all, I go, do you ever need volunteers to do like some energy healing? He goes, well, don't sell yourself short. They make a lot of money. And I was like, great, here's my number. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like all of that was happening as I was leaving and I just was soaking it up in the, in the gratitude and I got into my place to say goodbye and to thank the space. And I was like, oh my God, I'm ready to move on and mm. and back to that place in different relationship mm. to it all mm. and to trust as I always do. And I always come to even if there's little blurbs of not bleeps of not Mm -hmm. like, okay, like I actually kind of feel excited Mm. and I'm I'm totally clear that I'm supposed to be in L.A. But that I had really a six month, even though I was only in Mexico for four, I had a six month break from Mm -hmm. the usual way. Mm-hmm. And had this like <clears throat> transition mm. to come back, and now I'm entering again this this apartment that can support me,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and someone else, whoever is gonna the lucky person who gets to be my roommate, <laughs> and I get I you know I'm gonna feel lucky too. I'm like, wow, no, I'm good, mm-hmm. I'm good, I've landed, mm-hmm. I've land I've landed, and 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 maybe it's still just temporary or maybe it's not so all of that has shifted from where I was like I got to get out of LA. I got to get out I got to get out I got it well it's true I did yeah I actually did well, need that's to get why out of you LA. were feeling that yeah because but it wasn't needed... forever I right. thought it would meant forever uh-huh. it was like so it no. feels though right like yeah. in the moment when you're
2: going through something it's like this is eternity yeah because it is eternity happening all at once yeah in that moment, moment you know
0: yeah, but also like the shifts we were talking about that are happening constantly, I feel like that's happening here too, even though there's still all this kooky energy here in LA. Mm. I I'm, I, fe- I feel like I'm continually appointed to where I'm supposed to be. Mm. And it is shifting. I'm like seeing all of these like healings
2: and stuff popping up. And I had this girl um, reach out to me on Instagram. It was just like, I'm seeing you're on your spiritual path and I would love to go to a sound healing or a walk with you like just randomly. Oh. Yeah and I'm like wow this is cool this is how people in the world are at least in my world that I've cultivated. I That's love it. my echo chamber that I've cultivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. care and thought and intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah a- absolutely and with frequency. Mm-hmm. It really is right. it's like it's so it's true. it's frequency and and the thought and the intention's create that. Um, okay, wait, can I tell you one more quick story? Yes. Okay, because it has to do with energy and, and frequency. Yes. So today, and miracles and all of the, ugh, my favorite. <laughs> so today I go to the pet store. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to like clear up messes with my animals that have happened. I'm so apologetic to them, but I'm trusting that they're, you know, aware on some level that this is all part of the path. And I'm coming home, guys. Um, Uh But I go over to the pet store and this guy's helping me and a very mentally ill man comes in seemingly homeless um, comes in and walks past us and we both like take this breath and he looks at me he's like I'll take care of that in a second I go it's okay it's okay he maybe he'll just walk right through you know. And so then we see him like talking to like the cat food and that kind of thing. And then the other girls who work there, they come over. And next thing you know, we're kind of all huddled. Like they're looking at him like, what do I do? You know, what do I do? And um, I go, hey, listen, with love, let's all imagine him just walking out the door Mm -hmm. on his own. Like Mm -hmm. just just told love. And they're like. And I'm like, trust me, this is what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. Just like, let's all imagine him walking out. And I took a breath, like sort of hoping they'd breathe with me. He and I walked down this, this one aisle and we, we literally watched this guy walk down the aisle and he starts walking out the door. And, I, and I'm just like intentionally directing his energy, the energy of all Mm. right that he's connected to and I'm just pointing that way he just walks right out the door Mm. Mm. yep (laughs) and it was maybe three minutes it was maybe three minutes Mm -hmm. and then the girls came up and they were like I go see look at what we can do Yes. so yeah that's just uh so beautiful the the remembrance that we we're all frequency and energy and also that the shifts that are happening are making all of that even more simple Mm. which feels like kind of a great way to tie it all up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Thank you. And so I'm fun. so glad that you decided to like share that story yes. because it that story needed to be shared. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. I love you. I love you so much. I, yeah. thank, you thank you. So much. Much. Thank, thank you for coming. Thank you for and everything. I'm like we'll have to have you on again sometime. Let's do it. So yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe. (laughs) Help. (gasps)